Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, it's The Breakfast Huddle. Good morning, Elliot Danka, Bharti Jagdish and Ryan Huang. It's time now for Mind Your Business, the Travel Thursday edition. Yes, indeed. And of course, with COVID-19, the world of travel has been impacted quite a bit. And that's, I think, putting it mildly. But airports and air travel have always been at the forefront of technological advancement, even before the pandemic. The industry always striving for perfection, whether it's in terms of biometrics to get through security, an airline app that tells you if your flight is delayed or free Wi-Fi and charging areas for all travellers. There's no doubt that technology this past decade has helped enhance the airport experience for flyers all around the world. Yeah, so who's the person responsible for all of this? Who has helped increase automation, uh, prevent delays, uh, you know, contactless technologies? Well, uh, our next guest is that person. And the company uh, has been pioneering efforts to process vaccination passports as well as part of the passenger's digital passport. On the line with us this morning is Fabrice Godot, who is head of Asia Pacific for Vision Box. Fabrice, good morning. How are you? Hi, good morning. Thank you very much for hosting me today. Uh, I understand you've been living in Asia for, what, like, what, 25 years now? Yes, yes, <laughs> quite some time, isn't it? Very much Asian at heart, yeah? Yes, 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 yes. But it's the first time in my life I cannot travel for almost two years. I, I know. May I ask where you're originally from? So, I'm originally from France. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I moved 25 years back uh, to Asia. But the company Vision Box is headquartered in Lisbon, Portugal. Yes, correct. And it's where I was this summer, so July and August. Uh, I was in our head office in uh, Portugal, and I've been able to experience the re- revival of the air transport industry in Europe. I miss Portugal. I understand that you have uh, partnered a lot of prestigious airports, airlines, governments and private entities as well uh, when it comes to critical security and identification challenges. The thing is, even before COVID-19, airports were moving towards creating a seamless travel experience, right? I mean, for example, if I take Changi Airport as a case in point, Terminal 4, which opened in 2017, actually became the first terminal at the airport to offer end-to-end fast travel for departing passengers fast and seamless that's what it stands for yeah Uh, so since COVID-19 these efforts undoubtedly have been ramped up one of the things uh, that they have been looking at is how to convert surfaces with high touch points to non-touch surfaces automated check-ins with proximity sensors removing the needs for travelers to touch screens again so considering how COVID-19 has changed the world of travel and the demands associated with it Tell us what types of new solutions you are finding yourself developing and researching since COVID-19. Well, now is definitely uh, we all know that biometric and contactless uh, technology is it's a must. I would say the key drivers have changed because before it was to increase uh, throughput. Now is uh, to create a really uh, seamless flow. Passengers want to have uh, more space, and as you mentioned. People don't want to physically touch any element. So your face becomes your passport and becomes your boarding pass, enabling you to go in through from check-in 
to boarding and the different uh, key touch points, uh, pre-security, border control, and maybe in the future, in the very near future, uh, accessing the lounge, just showing your face, and maybe also uh, we are developing technology where we can go also on uh, duty-free. As you know, you have to show your boarding pass, you have to show your passport. So your face becomes really the only identification that it will be required. And that uh, match what our vision is in Vision Box, which is to create a world where individuals choose to use a biometric identity to simplify their lives. Any notable airports that use Vision Box's uh, solutions? Any perhaps close to Singapore? Well, I'm pretty excited uh, in the coming months what is going to happen. We have signed two years back an agreement with the Air Asia Group uh, oh. to deploy and support the solutions called FACES, which is a fast airport clearance system. And we will be doing opening by 1st of November with Air Asia in Kuala Lumpur, KLA2. And it's to be spread across the whole network of Asia. In addition to that, we have also uh, been awarded the contract by Manager Airport Holding Berhad in Malaysia for Kuala Lumpur KLA Airport and KLA 2 Airport, where we are going to enable passengers to use the phase to do the check-in and the enrollment through the mobile applications and to go through the airport pre-security and uh, self-boarding in KLI and in KLI too. So pretty exciting. Brilliant. Earlier you mentioned that you have been working quite hard in Europe of late. Uh, summer 2021 just ended for Europe and the US. Tell us more about the current state of travel in these regions and how that might also be shaping the demands that the airports are making of you. If I may relate to my personal experience, when I flew on the 18th of July from Kuala Lumpur to Paris, I flew through Singapore. So you can relate. The airport in Kuala Lumpur was totally empty. We were only a few passengers going through heavy paper process. So I have six, seven papers to show. And arrived in Singapore with only Terminal 3, hosting the transit passengers. No duty-free, no, everything is closed, it's purely transit, and the plane was pretty empty. So I flew from Singapore to Paris, the plane at the back was maybe not even 10% load factor. And when you arrive in Paris, in Charles de Gaulle, and you reach a terminal, and it's crowded, and you take the following hours, you take the metro, and it's packed, and you can see the big difference. And you can see in the numbers, the U.S. and the European market have recovered, not to the level of 2019, pre-COVID, definitely not. But we could see that the introduction of passes, the high vaccination rate was a success. And in Europe, they started to put uh, some standards. So in July, when I flew to Portugal, I still require PCR tests and so on and so forth. But in August, in my next trip, I just have my applications. Everything is done on your mobile phone where your vaccination QR code is. And it really, it really is the travel through uh, Europe. And all the planes I took across Europe were always full. So I'm pretty excited to see that uh, Asia will really start uh, again soon. But we know that uh, the domestic market 
is going to be the key factor to support the near-term tourism recovery in Asia-Pacific. Why do you think Europe, that is, were able to come out, you know, on top so much faster. I mean, demand aside, uh, vaccination rates, I mean, we're not too bad here in Singapore. Is it really because there is a domestic travel sector that sort of forces the travel industry? Okay, get all this tech in place and let's get going again. The problem is it's not about a country, it's about a, a region. Okay. And the regions continue to suffer some most draconian travel restrictions in the world. So while there has been some alleviation of restrictions, significant improvement in, in, in the international market, we, we can see that, uh, and, and, and I see here in Malaysia, uh, hopefully they're going to the next phase soon. By November or December, interstate travel will restart. And it's where really we believe that is a domestic market that will be a, a key driver. When we talk about international uh, traveling, and if we talk about the region, you have different practices, different rules. So mm-hmm. what we are trying to do with Vision Box technology is to bring all the stakeholders uh, together and to trust the information, the data about the passengers. Mm-hmm. So that, that is really the key. What sort of uh, data about the passengers are you specifically alluding to here? So this is, uh, I would say, the, the key success story of uh, Vision Box because since the past 20, for the last 20 years, we have developed a digi- digital identity management platform which is based and fundamentally based about data privacy. And we know that is, that is really the key. So whatever information, which is normally your name, first name, date of birth, passport number, uh, this kind of information, which are very sensitive. We make sure that uh, we have the consent first of the passengers. Two is how we, we share those information and only few information, the necessary information for the different stakeholders. An airport doesn't need the same information as an airline, as a, a, a border control agency. So we make sure that the different information is shared securely among the different uh, stakeholders. And once the passenger uh, flies off to this destination, all the information are deleted. I have a hypothetical question for you, Fabrice. I mean, clearly you've highlighted the importance of more than just passport data, your health data, etc., etc., is also included. Hypothetically, if Vision Box were to be implemented in every airport in the world, hypothetically... Does this mean I don't need to carry my passport anymore? It could be the biggest concern. Is in, anyway, there is a trend, and it was uh, prior to the, the pandemic. There was some study between Australia and New Zealand to where you don't need your passport anymore. And we see that it would be a trend. In the near future, you will have a, a digital passport with mm. you. But uh, it's, it's true with uh, being your face being your passport, and your, your boarding pass, our key concern is to make sure you still have to travel with your passport with you. Okay, okay. <laughs> double verification. That, yeah, double verification. Double That's verification. exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Always to err on the side of caution, yeah? Let's talk about the vaccine passports in particular. I think a lot of people don't fully understand how they would work when traveling internationally. Tell us more about that in particular at this point. Where are we now in regard to vaccine passports? 
Okay, so regarding the vaccine passport, uh, in fact, we, 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 we need to come up with uh, an international center. So uh, now we have many organizations like IATA organization, ICAO, are working on a digital certificate. So in fact, I did my vaccine in Europe and in Europe now they have come up with a, a, a standard EU COVID digital certification, which allow me when I travel from France to Portugal, I went to Italy, you can just show this uh, QR code and it's recognized by any organization in the EU. So now we, knew, we need to push to push further and now ICAO is working on an international standard. But you have already some great uh, Singaporean startup that have been working on uh, some universal recognition of uh, those uh, different national certifications. Means that you will be able once again. I mean, your your mobile phone become uh, uh, more than a mobile phone. I mean, mm. it becomes really the center of all your digital certifications. And what we are to, we are doing in Vision Box is to combine all of this and encapsulate it what we call the passenger data envelope, and to be able to circulate throughout the different touch points and the different stakeholders uh, in airport who wants to do the verifications, make sure. But I, you can see that, especially in Asia, where only vaccinated people will be able to, to travel, is more and more demand. So soon, PCR tests will not be enough. So you will have to have this universal uh, digital certificate. Mm. Uh, Fabrice, I can only imagine the kind of fast tracking that you guys at Vision Box are going through. Uh, have you had to face any, I don't know, supply chain holdup because of the increase in demand? Uh, yes, I mean, I think no. Uh, uh, yes, we, the, the, the supply chain is uh, under pressure. I would say that is really more towards our different touch points. Okay. So I would say to the, to the equipment, uh, biometric equipment we deploy in airport. But so far, so good. We have been, we have anticipated and we are delivering on schedule on time in uh, Kuala Lumpur airport, which is due to go live in KLI and in KLI too by end of uh, December. Nice. This year. Fabrice, the thing is, whether or not things like business travel return to pre-COVID levels, even post-pandemic, all of that is still a question mark. I mean, a lot of the corporates I speak to say they're likely to scale down on business travel in the coming years because they've gotten used to having a lot of the meetings that they used to have in person before online today. Uh, How would travel demand in general shape how much money airports might be willing to invest in technology going forward? Well, it's um, investing in contactless tech is crucial for giving the confidence for the passenger to come. So, yes, I will agree with what you say. I think is we, we all agree that the recovery of the business travel will take much longer than, the, I would say, the tourism uh, market. And we have seen when Asia a few weeks ago opened the travel bubble uh, between Kuala Lumpur and Langkawi. Within a week, it's all 200,000 tickets. So the appetite is there. People have been in lockdown for so long in Asia. So the appetite for uh, fun travel is there. But business travel definitely will impact airlines. And we know that the profitability of airlines is located at the front of the plane, not at the back of the plane. So that is why we... I mean, I will refer to uh, so different. Uh, recently, uh, Yata hold uh, on the 5th of October the annual general meeting, and we know that the recovery for the industry will take a long time, not before 2024 at least. 
All right. We've been speaking with Fabrice Godot, who is head of Asia Pacific for Vision Box. Fabrice, appreciate your time this morning. Take care and stay safe. Thank you. Thank you very much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.